story time by our favorite English author, Enid Blyton. The Enchanted Wood, Chapter Twenty Eight. The Red Goblins get a shock. It seemed a long time before anything happened. Then Moonface pricked up his ears and listened. Someone's coming up the slippery slope, he said. It must be the little squirrel. I hope it isn't a goblin," said Fanny, looking rather scared. But it was the red squirrel. He hopped out of the slippery slip hole and nodded at everyone. "It's all right," he said. "The brownies are coming. I found Mr. Whiskers, and he has slipped out to fetch all his families. There are fifty-one of them. We'd better let them." We'd better let down the rope then," said Moonface, and he let it slither down the slide. Someone caught hold of it at the other end, and the rope tightened. "There's a brownie there now," said Moonface, and he and Joe hauled on the rope. It was heavy. They pulled and they pulled, panting hard. This brownie is jolly heavy," said Joe, and no wonder, for when they at last got the rope at to the top. There was not one brownie, but five hanging on to the rope. They leapt into Moonface's tiny round room and began to whisper excitedly. Moonface told them all about the goblins, and they grinned when they heard his plan. Down went the rope again, and this time six brownies came up on it. But by this time, the room was very crowded, but nobody minded. We'll have to sit on each other's knees," said Joe, and giggled at the sight of so many people in Moonface's little tree room. The brownies all looked exactly the same. They all had very long beards, though Mr. Whiskers's beard was the longest. It reached right down to his toes. The rope fetched up all the fifty-one little men, and by that by that time there was really no room to move. Everyone was excited. And there was such a lot of whispering that it sounded like a thousand leaves rustling at once. Now, I'm going to bang on the inside of my door and tell the goblins I will let them know the magic spell they want," said Moonface. As soon as they open the door, you must all pour out and either push them down the tree or take them prisoner. I say, I've thought of such a good idea," said Joe suddenly. Let's push them all into this room of Moonface's and send someone down the tree to bolt the trapdoor. Then, when they slide down, thinking to escape, they'll all be nicely boxed up in the slide till we open the trapdoor and let them out. Then we can take them out one by one and tie them up. That is a good idea," said Mr. Whiskers. Two brownies had better go up the ladder that leads through the clouds to stop any goblins trying to escape that way, and six of us had better slide down to the foot to stop them escaping into the wood. Six of the brownies at once took cushions and slid down the slippery slope. They shot out of the trap door and bolted it on the outside. They surrounded. The foot of the tree, ready to prevent any goblins from escaping. The rest of them waited for Moonface to speak to the goblins outside. They were all tremendously excited. Moonface banged on the inside of his door. A goblin outside shouted to him, "Stop that noise! 
let me out!" yelled Moonface. "Not till you tell us any magic spell you know," said the Goblin. "I know a spell that will turn people into kings and queens," shouted Moonface. "Tell us it then," said the Goblin at once. "Well, open my door," said Moonface. There came the sound of a key turned in a padlock, and then Moonface's door was opened. At once, the whole crowd of brownies. Poured out like a stream of water, Joe, Bessie, and Fanny went out with them. And when the goblins saw the crowd, they gave a yell and leapt down the tree to warn their friends. Two brownies leapt up to the ladder and sat there to prevent any goblins from escaping to the land above. Joe, Moonface, Bessie, and Fanny climbed quickly down the tree to let all the people locked into their homes. How glad everyone was! To let out all the people locked into their homes, how glad everyone was! Mother Washalot was very angry at being locked in. I'll teach those goblins to lock me up, to lock me in! She shouted, and the old dame picked up her washtub and began to throw the water over all the goblins climbing about the tree. What a shock for them! Joe couldn't help laughing. He unlocked Mr. What's-its-name's door, and out came Mr. What's-its-name, shouting and raging, followed by the saucepan man. What's-its-name seemed to be all fists, and he flew at the goblins and began to pummel them as if he were beating carpets. The saucepan man acted in a surprising manner. He took off one saucepan after another, one kettle after another, and threw them at the escaping goblins. Crash! Bang! Clatter! My goodness, he was a good shot. Fanny stopped and watched him in amazement. They let out the barn owl and the three owls that lived together. They flew at the goblins, screeching and hooting. The angry pixie. Was so very angry that he flew at Joe when he let him out, and Joe only just explained in time that he must fight the goblins and not him. Bessie let Silky out, but Silky was frightened by all the noise and shouting. Still, she managed to catch one goblin by tying him up with one of her curtains. Silky and Bessie then took the goblin up the tree and pushed him into Moonface's room. When he found the slippery slip, he slid down it in delight, thinking he could escape. But alas for him! He stopped at the bolted trap door, and there he stayed, unable to climb up or to get out. Many other goblins were caught that way too. They tried to escape from the brownies by running down the tree to the wood. But when they found six strong brownies at the foot, they climbed up the tree again to escape into their own land at the top. And then, of course, they found two brownies on the ladder who pushed them down again. So into Moonface's house they went, hustled there by Joe, who took a great delight in pushing them in. One by one, they tried to escape by sliding down the slippery slope, and soon the slide was crowded with goblins, piled on two on top of the other, piled one on top of the other. Dawn came, and the sun shone out, lighting up the great branches of the enormous faraway tree. Now we can see if any goblins are hiding anywhere," called Moonface, who was thoroughly enjoying himself. 
So he and the brownies and what's its name looked into every hole and corner, behind every branch and tuft of leaves, and pulled out the hidden goblins. There, they were marched up to Moonface's room, and pushed down the slippery slip. Soon there wasn't a single goblin left. They were all piled on top of one another in the slide, most uncomfortable and frightened. There said Moonface at last, pleased with himself and everyone else, "We've got them all safe. My word, I am hungry. What about having a good meal? Look!" called Silky, waving to a lower part of the great tree. The faraway tree is growing ripe plums just down there. What about having a feast of those? Good," said Moonface. Squirrel, go down to the six brownies at the foot of the tree and tell them they can come up now. Hi, you two brownies on the ladder, you can come down now. Silky, can you make some cocoa to drink? Plum and cocoa would make a lovely meal. Just as they were sitting down to eat and drink, a strange figure came up the tree. He was thin and ragged and knobbly, but his face beamed as if he knew everybody. Who's that? said Fanny at once. Don't know, said Moonface, staring. I seem to have seen his face before, said Bessie. He's a funny-looking creature, said Joe. He looks rather like a scarecrow to me. The ragged man came up and sat down on a branch nearby. He held out his hand for a cup of cocoa. Who are you? said Moonface. What's your name? asked Silky. Play a game," said the thin man, beaming. "Yes, certainly. What game shall we play?" And then everyone knew who it was. It was the old saucepan man without his kettles and saucepans. He had thrown them all at the goblins, and now he had none left to wear. "Saucepans, you do look different," said What's His Name, hugging him. "I didn't know you. Come and have a plum." The saucepan man looked alarmed. Hurt your thumb," he said. "Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't say I'd hurt my thumb," said What's Its Name, roaring with laughter and clapping Saucepan on the back. "I said, have a plum, a plum, a plum." "Thanks," said the Saucepan Man, and put two large plums into his mouth at once. And now," said Moonface, when everyone had finished, "what about those goblins in the slippery slip?" End of chapter.